if you want to be a hospitalist, it does allow you to have a truly a day off when you're post-call because we don't have patients of our own. Hi there. So glad you took the time to join us today on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. I'm Jill Farmer, one of the podcast's co-hosts, as well as lead coach at Doc Working. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Doc Working Thrive, where you can get coaching and tools to help you live better. Go to docworking.com today to take our burnout quiz and learn how we can help you live your best life. Today, I am really excited to be joined by Dr. Diana Glasser. She is the market medical director as well as an OB hospitalist. She is a board certified OBGYN, and she has provided on-site leadership as a site director in California. Diana, thanks so much for being with us today to have this conversation about how burnout is affecting OBGYNs. It's great to be here with you guys today. Thanks for having me. And I'm happy to talk about how we help community doctors get some rest, uh, try to avoid burnout as much as possible in uh, today's uh, climate where probably all uh, employees are struggling right now with working long hours. So how is burnout affecting the discipline of OBGYN specifically? What are you seeing as a professional um, in that practice? Yeah, so I think, I mean, our specialty within medicine is has always been known as being one of the most uh, uh, longer hours, a lot of stress, um, and just uh, our patients really uh, need us at all times of day. For some reason, babies love to be born in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that has always been a struggle for our specialty. So along came our subspecialty, the OBGYN hospitalist in uh, the early 2000s. And we started providing um, in-house uh, OBGYN care for patients so that community doctors can stay at home and get their much needed rest so that they can be functional in the office the next day or in the OR the next day. So we go to hospitals and we provide care there in labor and delivery uh, for emergency room consults. Uh, and those doctors don't have to come in in the middle of the night to take care of their patients because we will do it for them. So we know that anybody who's spent any time studying burnout, uh, which of course, doc working, we talk about a lot, knows that the two of the components that really impacted are low agency and high pressure, right? So it makes sense that in the specialty of OBGYN, you have high pressure and as you said, you don't have a lot of agency about when a baby is going to be born. So it sounds like this structure and thinking a little bit differently about how um, how the care is delivered for babies um, being delivered and to the mothers who are delivering those babies is changing. How is how are patients doing with that? Because you know, traditionally, I know thinking back to me having my own daughters. I built a relationship with my OBGYN in the office. And so there was a little bit of like, oh gosh, I want to make sure I have this baby when you're around to walk me through that process of delivery. So how does this model work um, for patients who have that kind of expectation? Yeah. So that has been a big change uh, in the field. I think, you know, like you said, it was the tradition that whoever you saw during prenatal care for nine months, you built a relationship and then it concluded with them delivering you. And I mean, even some of these doctors, they've delivered the babies they've delivered <laughs> for those who have been in the career for a long time. Um, but I think that nowadays, the majority of practices do either cover each other so or, or they use a program like the one we provide where there are hospitalists in the hospital 
And so that expectation is shared with the patient from the very beginning. So when you go to your first prenatal care visit, your doctor will probably let you know that they work in a partnership with other doctors who may be delivering them. And either they will deliver them or uh, their partners or the hospitalist at the hospital. So from the beginning, you set the expectation with the patient that it might not be that one physician who will be delivering them. And since the majority of uh, doctors work that way, because it's really the only way that you can truly have balance, work-life balance, people have gone used to it. And as long as you know that the doctor that's taking care of you at the hospital is someone who is competent, they're also board certified, we have a lot more experience from a doctor that is only working in the office too. So we bring that experience and background to any emergency situation. So it's almost more comforting to know that your doctor only works in the hospital and only deals with emergencies and therefore will know what to do if an emergency does arise. So this is such a great example of how um, I can see in medicine, to me, looking at it from the outside, it looks like where practices are being adapted and when communicated with patients in a, in a really honest and heartfelt way, they'll adapt to it and it makes the career so much more sustainable for somebody who doesn't know by signing up to be an, who, who no longer by signing up to be an OBGYN is signing away their rights to any you know life outside of work. Am I seeing it correctly or is that your, has that been your experience? It has been. I mean, our, our specialty does struggle with uh, <laughs> getting people into the field. Uh, more so than dermatology, radiology, or those specialties where there is more freedom to even work from home. Um, so just being able to, to show that you can have a life outside of work as a hospitalist or even as a community doctor, if you work at a hospital that has a hospitalist system, um, will allow us to recruit for more doctors. And so the, our specialty, they, we haven't formally uh, become a subspecialty yet, but there are more and more fellowships of OBGYN hospitalists nowadays. So there used to be maybe four of them. I think there are now probably like 10 in the country and that number keeps growing um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, the, it's just from a patient safety perspective, it is safer to have for a hospital to have a doctor in-house to handle emergencies. In our field, I mean, seconds will make a difference. And so if you're a hospital with a hospital, an OBGYN hospitalist system, you will have lower litigation, you'll have lower um, bad outcomes. Uh, and so you can recruit more OBGYNs to practice out of your hospital. And then the other uh, way to look at it is if you if we offer this subspecialty to those who are recent brats of an OBGYN residency, they can have a life. I mean, when I joined OBHC, I had been out in practice for a few years, and I remember thinking that I was going backwards. I had less time, free time as an attending than when I was a resident. And I've received, a, this is a funny story. I received a postcard from my employer, OBG, that said, get a life. And it was a doctor surfing. <laughs> and so I went to the website and they happened to be opening a program near where I lived at that time. And that's how I joined the company many years ago. And it did allow me, I always joke, I, I, it allowed me to get married, have kids and have a uh, work-life balance in, in my own life. So I am definitely an advocate of uh, hospitalist work, 
for both reasons, for those who want to work in the office and not have to worry about running into the hospital. And also, if you want to be a hospitalist, it does allow you to have a truly a day off when you're post-call because we don't have patients of our own. Wow. So it sounds like in your experience, it helped you from potentially being one of those statistics that we we just hate to see where 40% of uh, particularly women doctors are either drastically cutting back or leaving the practice within the first 10 years um, of their practice. So do you see this kind of um, this kind of setup, this kind of system working toward not only making the specialty more attractive, but keeping people in the specialty for uh, longer career lives? Definitely. I mean, our specialty is very, uh, it's full of females. I mean, our, there are more female OBGYNs going into residency now than male uh, physicians. And, you know, we want to get married, we want to have kids, and you won't be able to have that time if you have an office full of patients that you have to see every day who might not understand that maybe you have to take time off to, you know, for childcare or for uh, your personal life. So it does give uh, all of these doctors an opportunity to have both a career. And I mean, we desperately need OBGYNs. um, So it does allow us to keep a doctor practicing and not lose that, all of that care that one doctor provides. So when you say desperately need OBGYN, so there's a shortage within the specialty compared to other specialties of physicians, not not related to the just regular physician shortage that we're looking at. There's a bad shortage within our specialty for uh, just because, you know, there's already a shortage of doctors. And on top of it, our specialty is, you know, high demand on time and also highly litigious. So uh, there aren't as many OBGYNs as there were before for the our, our population volume, and especially in rural areas. Some women have to travel hours to deliver a baby. So if we can he- uh, keep a doctor practicing out of an office and provide prenatal care, if we are doing their deliveries, then we've, you know, we've improved that community. Dr. Diana Glasser, you've really given us a lot to think about how changing the structure and practice of way things have always been done to move them in a new direction to make the practice more sustainable from a work-life balance perspective. I think it's just a really creative solution toward working um, uh, away from burnout and toward a long, sustainable career. And you took our burnout quiz on the Doc Working <laughs> website. <laughs> and I, I think you're a good example, right? You took that quiz and how did you do on it? I did well. It said that I had great work-life balance and uh, I feel like I do. You know, I work my 24-hour shifts and I'm there, I'm dedicated and I get everything done. And then when I'm off, I'm off. That is a, a really good way to make this work more sustainable is to give yourself clear boundaries um, of what I like to call based on the work of author Bridget Schulte, contaminated and uncontaminated time. And so when you're letting yourself be off during your off time, that's uncontaminated time where you really get to just um, recharge your batteries. So thanks again for this conversation and for giving us these great ideas. If somebody wants to learn more about uh, what you're doing, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, So our website, obhg.com is uh, where you can get more information on starting a program, on joining uh, the hospitalist, And it also has our contact information for all the leaders of the company. 
Thank you so much. And thanks all of you for joining us as part of this conversation. We want to hear from you. Check us out at docworking.com. Take the burnout quiz, see where you are on the balanced to burnout continuum, and make sure you tell your friends about the podcast as well. Until next time, I'm Jill Farmer on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. At Doc Working, we're here to help you maximize your potential on your own terms and help you live your best life. Top executives, athletes, actors all achieve greatness with the support of professional coaches. As a healthcare professional, You deserve ongoing coaching towards success in your career and in your life outside of work, helping you to balance and integrate work and life in the personalized way that is specific to you. At Doc Working, your success is defined by you, and our coaching programs help accelerate your path to get you there. And since our programs come with CME credit, you can let your CME budget help you to prioritize your own well-being. Please check us out at docworking.com. And until next time, thank you for listening to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast.